This amazing experience is a place where you too can connect, discover, grow, and leave for God here at Common Bond Church. So as we worship today, I want you to know that you're amongst a friend, that you're amongst someone with a sincere heart, and that I love God, I love Jesus just as much as you do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let praises rise on the inside, from the inside of me. May you delight in the inside, in the inside of me. Come feel my life from the inside, from the inside of me. Come give me fire on the on the inside of me cause all I
be glorified for you to be lifted high oh all i want all i want is for you for you to be glorified for you to be lifted high oh all i want is for you to be glorified all i want is for you to be glorified all i want is for you for you to be glorified hallelujah jesus yeah in my Thank you so much uh, for this word.
Thank you for this time of worship. And thank you so much for you and the life that you have given to us through Christ Jesus and the relationship that we have with you. Uh, Lord, as we are worshiping here today, I ask you now to endue us with tremendous power. I ask that you speak to us through the words of these scriptures. And I pray that they begin to transform our heart, transform our minds so that we can be the people that you desire us to be. And so, Lord, when we begin to be transformed, uh, when all that you desire for this word to be made true in our life, let us come back to you, giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Earlier this week, uh, I wanted to share with you that I was so excited about my day. You know, I went into the office. I put my bags down, I prepared a cup of coffee and a breakfast snack, and I was ready to start the day, or so I thought. <laughs> as soon as I actually sat down in a chair, I opened up my drawer, and all these mosquitoes just began to fly in my face. You know, I was taking it back a little bit, and I said, what the heck is going on? And as I began to try to fight those uh, mosquitoes off, I turned my chair around and I was going to grab a book. And so I moved a box off my shelf and then about 10 more mosquitoes began to fly in my face. And so needless to say, I spent the next 10 hours trying to fight these mosquitoes off and figure out what the problem was. My day was officially off the rails. Have you ever had a day like that where you're you intended to do something, you intended to have plans that you wanted to fulfill for the day, but then your day just went off the rails out of your control. You know, that's what it actually means to go off the rails. Maybe it wasn't just a day for you. Maybe it wasn't just a morning for you like it was for me, but maybe even your whole life feels as if it is off the rails. Well, I wanted to share with you this today, this morning, why from God's perspective, life sometimes go off the rails. And then also I wanted to share with you what we can do in response when life actually goes off the rails. And so this is an exciting word that I wanted to share with us. And I wanted again to use that passage of scripture uh, that we actually saw in John chapter 18 as a reference point, as an understanding of what life can actually look like when we go off the rails. And I wanted to remind you what we were reading. You know, we read about Jesus, in the garden with his 12 disciples right before he was about to be arrested and actually taken onto his passion. And eventually he would be, he would be uh, resurrected after he was actually taken to the cross and actually died. Uh, but what I wanted to share with us uh, before we even get to the, the, the great aspect of his resurrection and the crucifixion is I wanted to share with us is that Jesus had been preparing his disciples for this moment. You know, he had been sharing with them that I need to go uh, to this cross so that the fulfillment of the scriptures can be made right so that your life can also be made right as well. But, you know, oftentimes, even when we realize that God has actually told us and prepared us for what to do, oftentimes we are not ready for that moment. And we actually see that with his disciples. But I wanted to remind us of some of these scriptures as we begin to dig deeply into the things that Christ Jesus is actually saying to us. I wanted to start by looking at verse four. Verse four is, is a beautiful aspect of the scripture because it begins to say to us that Jesus himself, knowing all that would happen, came forward and said to him and said to them, who do you seek? And they answered Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said, I am he. 
in verse four, what I wanted you to see is that Jesus, knowing all that would happen, you know, when life goes off the rails for us, sometimes, you know, sometimes we may think that we need to now ask God, you know, to fix this situation because he doesn't know anything about it. But really the reality is God knows all things, you know, God understands our situation and it's not that he doesn't know that life has gone off the rails for us. He's just waiting for us to allow him uh, to be the director, to be the one who guides our life in that situation. And we see that here with Christ Jesus, he had prepared his 12 disciples. He had already let them know that eventually he was going to the cross. So he wasn't surprised that Judas would betray him. He wasn't surprised that they were in the garden and our soldiers were actually coming to arrest him. God knew this situation in his own life, just as in our lives, God knows all things that will happen uh, to us. And as you think about, you know, all those things that, you know, are happening to Christ Jesus here, you know, take rest, take comfort, that everything that we are going through today, God has a purpose for, he has a plan for it. As we continue to, to go down into the scriptures, you know, one of the things that, that really strikes me about this passage that I wanted to focus on is, is that sometimes we are not as strong as Christ Jesus. You know, we are not of the reality of understanding that that we will face some situations in life that are difficult, but even still God has all things in his hand. And the, the one individual that I want to now focus on is Peter himself. Because if you go all the way down to verse 10, you know, Peter, who is supposed to be the rock of the disciples, who's supposed to be the leader of the disciples, you know, saw this moment, you know, saw the soldiers actually coming to arrest Jesus. And he had a moment of panic. You know, he had a moment where he took his sword and he actually struck another man because he wanted to defend his master. You know, he wanted to defend his Lord. He wanted to defend the one who was Christ Jesus. You know, have you ever been in a situation where, you know, things in your own life were going according to plan and then something just came and became haywire in your life and you did all that you could to try to piece it all together. You did all that you could to actually fight that situation because you didn't want to see it go topsy-turvy to go upside down in your life. But I'm reminded in these scriptures, when you actually see this kind of, of passage, you know, sometimes God will say to you and he will say to us, allow the thing that is happening in your life because it's going to end up good for you. You know, allow that thing that you are most uncomfortable with. And I say that because if you look at verse 11, Jesus said to Peter, put your sword into his sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the father has given to me? You know, the word uh, in verse 11, where it uses the word, the cup, you know, that's a, a metaphor. That's a reference that's supposed to show us about the, the tragedy, the disaster, the difficulty that Jesus would Christ would face. You know, ultimately it would be his death. It would be his burial. It'd be his resurrection. It would be the situation where he would be crucified on the cross. Christ Jesus knew that he actually had to drink that cup. And oftentimes when we look at our lives today, you know, we might have a question and saying, you know, Lord, I know that if life was supposed to be this hard, that you're not in it. But the opposite is really true many times is that when hard times actually happen in our life, they're the perfect situation and solution from God. And so God wants us to know that we don't have to run from the hard things because those hard things can actually be good if we allow them to be so. You know, this week I was reminded, you know, of what this passage really is trying to tell us even theologically, because theologically we may uh, think again think 
that if we live a life perfect in God, only perfect things should actually happen to us. But instead, the reality of God is true, is that hard things will happen to us. And we've got to understand what does that really mean in our life? You know, should we allow hard things always to happen? Or should we try to pick and choose and try to figure out when is it the Lord's will? Or when is it just a bad situation? Well, I wanted to share with us a couple of scriptures to actually break that down and actually understand in our life. Uh, The very first scripture that I wanted to share with us is found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. So if you have your Bibles, turn there with me uh, so that you can actually see this passage in your own Bibles and for your own eyes. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Amen. Amen. All right. In verse 28, uh, the scripture says these powerful words. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. So I want to slow down. I don't want to read the whole thing. It says that all those who love God, all things work together good. It doesn't say all things work together good. It doesn't say all bad situations, but it first gives us a an adjective, a descriptor of who it actually is referring to. And it it is people who actually love God. People who love God can recognize that everything that happens in your life can begin to work good in your life. You know, and that means that we've got to look at life through a different kind of lens, not from a lens that all God is giving me this terrible situation. God is giving me this cancer. You know, God is giving me this itch situation in my body. But no, first saying that because I love God, God can use a bad situation, turn it around and make it good for my purposes. You know, God can actually do those kinds of things. So let me read the whole verse of scripture for us now. And it says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. You know, God is saying to you again, that you may be going through a tough time right now. You may be going through a difficult situation, but that enables us to understand that that situation itself will turn around good in our life. You know, what it really says to you and what it really says to me, I, I think about my own life right now. And I think about how the times that I am incapable, where God is actually saying, I can be capable in your life. You know, the times where I actually look in my situation, I see that there have been hard times where I couldn't get out of my own way. You know, there have been situations where I couldn't figure it out, you know, on my own. And maybe you have had that same kind of experience where you realize that you are completely incapable to actually solve the situation that is before you. What God says to you and he says to me in that time, that's when I become capable. That's when I become real, because that is really what the gospel of Christ Jesus is. It is confronting the mountain. It is confronting the most impossible reality of our situation. And in Christ Jesus example was death and being able to say, I can actually overcome even the the darkest moment of your life. And so when we think about Christ and and that's why I'm, I'm so grateful this morning is that when I think about Christ, I immediately think about the fact that my life itself. 
uh, could not be saved. My life itself could not be rescued if it wasn't for Christ Jesus. You know, he begins to shape and he begins to frame my whole entire reality. It gives me this kind of hope where I'm able to look at any situation and I can look at it dead in the eyes of that situation and begins to say, I can't fail. You know, I can't actually be destroyed in this moment because I've got faith in one who has actually demonstrated over 2000 years ago that he can actually even defeat death. And so with that kind of reality, that gives me a whole new perspective of life. It makes me a whole new person. It makes me the kind of individual who realizes that that wall that is in front of me really is not an obstacle. That mountain that is in front of me really is not an obstacle because Christ Jesus, I can actually go behind him. He will be my guide. He will be my leader and I will overcome that mountain. I will overcome that wall. And so that's what I want us to think about when we read about the passage of scripture that we're seeing today is that God is actually sharing with us that if you love him, you know, like I love him, you know, if you love him in the way that you place your heart completely before him, that he will take you over the most difficult circumstances of your life. You know, I wanted even to go a little bit deeper in the scriptures and I wanted us to even turn to verse 32, verse 32. And, uh, in verse 32, the scriptures say that, uh, the God, the father, he didn't even spare his own son, but he gave up himself, Christ Jesus. If he has given up his own son, will he not also graciously give us all things? And so I can share with you my personal beliefs in Christ Jesus. I can share with you the word of God at the same time. And, and the word of God is saying to you and I in verse 32, if, if God has actually given us his precious son, why wouldn't he give us all things? Why won't he actually take care of that issue in your life that you're facing today? If you can just love him and put all your trust in him. And if we go down even more to the scripture, let me read a couple more. Verse 35 says, you know, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, shall danger or sword as it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to a slaughter. And so I want to read verse 35 again. Which shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, nakedness? I want to put it in our own context in these day and ages. So COVID-19 separate us from the love of God. So your financial situation separate us from the love of God. Uh, shall, shall that health situation that you're facing right now separate us from the love of God? No, God didn't actually bring that situation upon you. He may have allowed that situation to be part of your life. But if we respond correctly, if we begin to still love him and say, God, I still trust you. I still believe that you'll be able to overcome the situation in our life. You know, God says that he will show up and he will show out in our life. And, and so that's that's the message that I wanted to share with us as we begin to think about, you know, what does life look like for you when you have a hard day, when your life doesn't go according to your own plans when it sort of just goes off the rails. You know, I believe that God's saying to you in that situation that I can actually still make perfection out of the difficulties of your life. Let's go back uh, to the scriptures in actually John uh, chapter 18. 
I want to read us one more passage of scripture there in John chapter 18. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope this is good for you. You know, I hope this is encouraging. You know, I just came to give us a, a, a word of hope, a word of encouragement when we actually are facing life and it's going off the rails. In verse uh, 10, uh, I wanted to read this passage of scripture again to you, uh, where it begins to say to us that Peter took his sword. You know, Peter took his sword, he drew it, and he actually cut off the high priest servant's ear, his right ear. And, and I'm reminded here that this passage of scripture just talks about, you know, that moment of Peter actually cutting off the ear. But it actually, if you go to the book of Luke in chapter 22, we actually see that Christ Jesus even did something miraculous there. And Christ Jesus actually recognized that, that Peter had let life get to him. You know, he had uh, fallen off the rails, you know, not by his own doing, but, you know, he just was anxious and worried and, and he just responded in a way that was completely inappropriate. But God still was actually with Peter in that situation. And so I want to read this passage of scripture, what Christ Jesus actually did for, for Peter there. In Luke chapter 22, I want us to turn to a verse of scripture. Uh, verse 51, Luke chapter 22, verse 51. Amen. Amen. In Luke chapter 22, verse 51, it says that when Peter actually struck the servant, the high priest cut off his right ear, verse 51 says, Jesus said these words, no more of this. And he touched the man's ear who had, who was cut off. And he actually healed him. You know, literally, he actually put the ear to back together. Uh, and what, what a, you know, a amazing supernatural act that you actually see Christ Jesus do there. Um, and it actually shows us a couple things. It shows us who he really is. He's always the healer. You know, even for people who are not actually believing in him, even people who actually came to arrest him. You know, could you imagine, you know, Christ Jesus being arrested by someone and says that even when you are hurt, you know, I'm actually still going to take care of you. Uh, in addition to that, I wanted us to understand that when Peter had cut off the ear of that servant, you know, Christ Jesus even took care of his wrong. You know, Christ Jesus rebuked him for actually not trusting in him, for not believing in him, for not believing according to the plan. And when Peter's life actually went off the rails, Christ Jesus was there to actually come back and actually take care of him. And so I wanted us to be reminded today of that situation. And, and that's another thing that I'm so grateful for. When I make mistakes, you know, when I actually go left and, and don't actually follow the plan that God actually has for my life, when you actually go left and don't follow the plan that God actually has for your life, you know, God can actually say, hey, come back and get back on the track. You know, get back on the right way that actually I have actually called you and designed for you. You know, he's not going to, you know, point his finger at you and just tell you how terrible of an individual and how terrible of a person that you are. He's not going to condemn you to hell and say, you must sit here for all of eternity because you didn't follow me the way that I have called you to follow me. No, he's going to be the loving God that he is and say, hey, let's get back on track. You know, let's go back to the race that I've actually called you to do in this life. And so I wanted to remind us that today because many of us are off track. You know, many of us are not on the plan that God actually has for our life. And today might be that day where God is speaking to you through the loving arms of these scriptures and say, hey, it's time to get back on the track. 
You know, will you actually get back on the track and actually do exactly what God has called you to do, what God has actually destined to do to do in this world? You know, maybe that means for you loving people the way that God designed you to love them. Uh, Maybe that means, you know, taking care of your spouse and your family the way that God has designed you to take care of them. You know, maybe that actually means following the destiny and purpose of your life for what God has actually called you to do. You know, oftentimes, you know, the pressures of life, the pressures of world can actually force our mind to actually think that we've got to figure it out our own. And we've now got to make some choices and decisions that God actually didn't actually create for our life. But I wanted to remind us today to get back on track and actually do exactly what God is actually saying that you're supposed to do in your life. I'm not promising you that it's going to be easy, but I am promising you that God is going to make a way out of no way so that you can overcome the mountain so that you can walk through that brick wall that is in front of you today. And when you do it, you know, God will actually supply everything that you need if you just actually trust him and love him in that situation. Uh, So where are we at today? What I wanted us to think about, you know, think it all the way back uh, originally to my uh, initial thoughts when I actually decided a couple days ago that I was going to the office and I had it all figured out. I had my day planned right before me and then everything just went off the rails. I always like to be reminded and share with people consistently over and over again that God has a purpose and plan for every single situation. And as you think about your life today and as it's gone off the rails, God had a purpose for it. You know, it wasn't a situation that happened just by circumstance or it wasn't a mistake in your life. God wanted to teach you and show you something that you needed to be shown at that moment. You know, at that moment, what I think that God wanted to remind me is simply the message that we are talking about today is that he can actually show us that sometimes you've got to pause and actually do it according to the way that God has designed you to do it, not according to the way that you've actually planned in your own mind. And so that's what I want to remind us today, you know, is that whatever you're going through today, you know, stop trying to figure it out your own self and begin to turn to Christ Jesus and allow him to be the guide and actually director of your life. He will get us back on track. He will get us moving uh, to the destination that he's actually planned for our life. It's a time for you to come to Jesus. It's a time for you to realize that you are incapable, but he is truly capable. If that is so, I would love for you to pray this prayer with me as we begin to close. Lord Jesus, thank you for the message that we've heard. Thank you for speaking to my heart. Uh, I believe today that it is time for me to actually allow you to be capable in my life. Lord Jesus, I confess my sin before you. I recognize that you died on the cross for my sin. Uh, that you were buried and you resurrected on the third day so that I may have eternal life. Lord, as I believe in you, all my sins are cleaned and made new in you. If you have prayed that prayer with me today, I would love for you to contact me on our website at commonbondchurch.org and actually fill out a comment card or even give us a prayer request. It's an opportunity for us to stay connected and for me to give you the next steps of faith in your life. Well, As we close here today, I've had an exciting time being able to worship with you, to pray with you, and to open up God's word. I pray it's been a blessing to you. So I want to lead us in one last word of benediction as we close. May the grace of God be with us. May the mercy of God be with us. We have one true Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. Let us all go in peace. Have a great day. What a beautiful summer we have. Enjoy one another. Love one another today. Amen.